0: Dark Fringe Radio. Coming to you live from the Mistoffelee Studios, it's Dark Fringe Radio. Welcome, everybody, to Dark Fringe Radio. I am your host, Will Martinez, and, of course, my co-host with me every night, as usual, every week. Jay Glossy. What's up, brother? How you doing?
1: (laughs) Something. Every something. Every time. (laughs) Every
0: something. Every time we get together. Every something.
1: Every time we get together, it's a party. I'm great. I'm great. I'm on the mend.
0: Wasn't feeling so
1: hot yesterday, uh, but I'm feeling good tonight. I'm drinking my ginger ale. Just ginger Uh ale. Good. good, good. good.
0: No whiskey. Okay. ginger
1: ale. That's okay. But uh, I'm ready to do this thing, man. We've got some exciting stuff tonight.
0: Yes, we do. And happy new year to everybody. This will be coming out uh, right after the new year. So uh, we uh, wanted to tell everybody uh, happy holidays and happy new year to everyone. And hopefully 2021 will be a better year for everyone involved because uh, 2020 was a shit storm. You know, it was a shit storm. Shit show.
1: The fucking dumpster fire shit show. (laughs) It was a a dumpster filled (laughs) with shit on fire.
0: It was bad, yeah, it was bad, oh, and you know i I felt bad for a lot of the people you know across the United States that couldn't visit their families, uh, of course, for the holidays, you know that's always a bummer, you know, you know especially you know, you know the older you know family members that you have, like grandma, grandpa, that may be in nursing homes and stuff like that, it's like so difficult to even see them, or if at all, so it's it's if it's very really tough. Yeah, it's a very tough situation for a lot of people across the United States. You know, it's just, uh, again, you know, it's something that we have never had to deal with like this, you know, in our modern time. So, you know, we, you know, we had that stuff that we dealt with, obviously, in the earlier um, you know, turn of the century. But this is something that's unprecedented. And, you know, I just wish this whole, you know, this next year that's, uh, that we're in now will be a, a better year for everyone. So besides all that, want to remind everybody how you can listen to the show. You can go directly to our website darkfringeradio.wordpress.com right here at the bottom and uh, make sure you go there and uh, check out all our stuff. I mean, we have over 87 episodes uh, or so that are on there and that are available, which is crazy. Uh, We'll be hitting our 100th episode sometime this year, Jay. So looking forward to that and have a lot of, uh, ideas for that show so uh we'll keep you tuned into that once we have more information but um that's how you can listen to the show and of course our social media you can go to facebook instagram and twitter at dark fringe radio uh so make sure you go there and subscribe to all that stuff there at the bottom and follow our stuff and we have a lot of cool stuff there on a daily basis so make sure you check it out and um so that's it for the intro jay uh i would like to get into our next segment which is as the world burns and you know this is kind of our like yeah this is i kind of like a you know our, our little post here where we kind of uh, kind of peek into what's going on in the world right now and uh, you know what we gonna talk, you know, talk about. Yeah, we talk some shit. Exactly. We talk some and, shit. Exactly. And so one uh, article that I saw, Jay, that I just had to talk about and bring it up this week was that uh, – I don't know if you heard this but or not, but researchers have this achieved sustained long-distance quantum teleportation. Have you heard about this, Jay? Uh,
1: I have not. <laughs> I, I don't know how I missed the memo.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, it's one of those stories that gets buried in the news between all the other crazy shit that's happening, of course. So it's uh, obviously easily buried in the news these days because something like this would be huge news uh, maybe about a year ago. But between everything that's going on right now, yeah, there's a big breakthrough that was uh, made by uh, researchers at Caltech, um, Fermilab, and also NASA, among others. And it was a step towards uh, particle quantum intercept. Uh, and a major breakthrough, Jay, uh, the quest towards quantum internet, a technology that would revolutionize computing uh, the myriad in just a different beard of ways, Jay, because what they're able to do is they were able to do take a small particle and move it over like 22 kilometers of fiber and t- like two test beds. So they did this at... Caltech, the Quantum Labs there, their network there, and the Fermilab uh, Quantum Network uh, that they have there as well. A team has been working on it since early 2020. Um, they actually had a big breakthrough earlier in the year, Jay, but they didn't really want to say anything until now. When they, Yeah, you know, they don't want to say anything until they actually have further evidence that kind of suggests what happened happened, and it wasn't just a fluke. You yeah. know what I mean? So you yeah know, that's yeah, what yeah. they have to do there's, there's tests and, and measures to this stuff so so when they they finally did it, um, you know the team was elated of course they were very proud for achieving this high quality record breaking result and uh, it was just amazing jay and so this is like probably one of the first steps in to be able to teleport things and to have a network that is beyond different dimensions and where we wouldn't even need like a internet where we would have um, let's just say servers and things of that nature we'd be able to feed in for information to different pockets into the quantum universe pretty interesting stuff
1: super interesting stuff (laughs) amazing particle 22 kilometers uh not that i know what that is because i'm american (laughs) see i get the use of of using quantum mechanics for flow of information Uh, when you start Mm -hmm. talking about using pockets not needing an internet i think you're talking crazy shit yeah Uh, would you ever allow yourself to be transported like they would have back on Star Trek?
0: Yes. Actually, one of my, listen to this, one of my dying things before I die is I hope that technology has advanced far and long enough to be able to transport yourself like that, and I will be the first one in line to do it.
1: You're shit nuts. <laughs> Do you realize that that means that the original you is going to be destroyed, and yeah, they're going to make a copy of you?
0: It's kind of cool, right? No, <laughs>
1: no, no. Or well, I could end
0: up like uh, Mel Brooks and Spaceballs with my head pointed at my ass backwards, right? And right?
1: You're <laughs> scratching your big <laughs> ass.
0: Yeah, yeah. I Didn't know my ass was that big, right?
1: <laughs> Why didn't anybody tell me my ass is that big? That's We're right. That's right. <laughs> Love so, that movie.
0: Yeah. So listen, NASA. But that's cool. Yeah. It's cool.
1: Caltech,
0: I, it's cool to see all these people like working together, though. That's what's really cool about. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? So yeah. Really- well, I
1: mean the 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 idea of what this could be is yeah. still so uh, grand. I mean, it's exciting.
0: You know what's exciting is our generation, Jay, because our generation we actually got to see the beginning, the really like beginning of like the big boom of technology. Everything. Yeah. Like the internet, how it boomed and how like cell phone technology, boom, smartphone technology, you know, what how I mean? AI like, is
1: going to take over. I
0: know. Oh, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> hopefully it doesn't get to that, but uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, let's hope not. We yeah, were I'm, there. I'm, I'm,
0: yeah. Skynet. Our generation
1: no. created Skynet. Yeah. Skynet.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, uh
1: yeah 60s (laughs) woodstock and weed and LSD and just free sex with no venereal disease (laughs) and we what's up we got tired of ordering shane mcdonald's so now we're having (laughs) robot overlords
0: yeah Uh yeah well you know it's funny because a lot of a lot of people on social media started you know uh uh, commenting on this and they're like you know you know how people are on the internet you know they're, they're just you know very tongue-in-cheek about yeah. everything but you know they were like hey by the way should we sign up for a quantum internet provider you know what I mean <laughs> so they were saying that to the people at Caltech and NASA get, you know get in
1: while it's cheap man get in while <laughs> it's cheap
0: yeah well no their quote was saying hey listen we need a lot more work to do there's a lot of R&D yeah. to do and, and it's a lot more uh you know rudimentary yeah, at this all, point so a lot of work yeah, needs to be being,
1: done They're yeah, all being yeah. serious they're being yeah, they be very serious. We're obviously fucking around.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Jay, um, it brings us to our next uh, story that I want to talk about here as the world burns. Uh, this is actually more of a um, uh, you know informational kind of thing, but it was uh, something that I want to bring up. David Gordon Green, Jay, the guy who directed the new Halloween remake uh, about two years ago, mm-hmm. two thousand eighteen, uh, mm-hmm. or three mm-hmm. years ago now, he's actually in talks to direct the Exorcist sequel. So um there's gonna be an exorcist, exorcist sequel, excuse me, uh be coming out here That's probably a tough within, one. Yeah. Uh and it'll be coming out here in the next couple of years. Uh but they're talking about him directing this new film, which is uh, really, really interesting because he's had such really good success with the Halloween remake. Um and um, you know, a lot of other films that he's done in the past. And it's gonna be really hey, good William, to see. Yeah.
1: Do you want to know something I know about that movie? You're going to see it. (laughs) I will not see it.
0: (laughs) Oh, come on, Jay. You got it. Come on. The exorcist. Come on. Exorcist, whatever.
1: (laughs) No. uh, That's, that's fucking with shit. I don't fuck with.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just me. Yeah. Just me. Uh, You know, I don't, uh, I don't want to accidentally invite anything. (laughs) Uh, No whammies. Yeah. So, uh, I avoid that shit. Uh, you go have a good time, uh, and when your head—see, I just did the whole head puking 360 thing.
0: Oh, you actually? I did, did it that. yesterday. Yeah, you actually, I actually did, did that.
1: it. Yeah, she did sure. it. Uh, it was yeah. awful. I'm still sorry. I feel like somebody's <laughs> yeah, been hit yeah. my chest with a baseball bat. Uh. So I would not pay twenty five dollars to go do that. Mm. Um, if you don't mind, I got I, you. Uh,
0: I got you. No, yeah. I hear you. I understand. You know, it's not for everybody, but it's interesting to see how, Jay. Now,
1: Wonder Woman 88, 88, I'll flush $25 down the toilet for that shit.
0: <laughs> did you watch it?
1: I sure did. Christmas Day. How was it? How was it? Awful. It was awful?
0: Really? Awful.
1: I heard nothing but it good things bad. about it. Really? No. They are lying. They're oh. lying to you. It's just because it was sad. Christmas Day and there was shit else to go see. That's true, so, too. That's true, too. It- it, the first Wonder Woman was really good, very action packed. It showed a strong, independent woman. This one makes her seem very wishy washy. Really? They they yeah, it's there's a lot more touchy, feely, love, romance, bullshit. It was really slow. It was like an eight hour movie.
0: Really? It just it was really slow
1: in the beginning. Once once it picked up, it wasn't it wasn't bad. Right. But it needed to pick up for a while. But bro, you can stream that shit from HBO on for free. Yeah. and get your money's worth okay. and going to see in the theater was a mistake. But hey,
0: 2020. <laughs> 2020 exactly. One movie I did see, I will tell you though, Jay was a movie called Songbird. Have you heard about that?
1: I have, yes.
0: Okay, and so it's about it's a pandemic movie. Mm-hmm. Very similar to what we're dealing with now, but it's COVID 23 instead of COVID 19. So it's a more advanced version and it's like a very, uh, dystopian future type of uh, movie where like, as soon as you get sick, like what you have to do is you got to take, you have to take your cell phone. Every citizen has to take their cell phone, have this app and they, they, scan you. And if they scan you and you're sick, they come to your house and physically remove you from your house. <laughs> like with these guys in hazmat suits and M16. So it's really crazy. Uh, but it's a kind of love story between two people and, uh, the separation, of one person, you know, uh, having somebody who died from that uh, COVID twenty three in the movie, and then uh, almost getting removed uh, because they were associated with that person who died, and then their, their person, the, the boyfriend. So it was a really interesting story. Uh, it was pretty fucked up because it uh, it kind of gave me a glimpse of the that. future. Yeah, that I didn't like. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just uh, I didn't like what I saw. But anyways, Songbird. That's another one that I saw that was I thought it was pretty good. But anyways, that's it for tonight. For uh, as the world burns. That's a good uh, enough uh, you know, uh, talk about that. But uh, that brings us to our next uh, segment here, Jay, which is what the F Florida man
1: A Florida man. A Florida man. A Florida man. Now to the town of Sefner, Florida near Tampa where last night the earth opened up as it does increasingly and this time it swallowed a 37-year-old man as he slept in his home. A man accused of destroying a liquor store in Okaloosa County told police he was in Alice in Wonderland. Matthew Horace Jones also said a caterpillar smoking a hookah told him to do it. A man calls 911 while Collier County Sheriff's deputies are chasing him and he says, Donald Trump, our president, is his personal friend, a close one at that. A Lake Worth man is, uh, not too happy. He's accused of getting violent when waiters at a restaurant told him they weren't giving
0: away free pizza.
2: Covering Florida this morning, a Key West man is behind bars. Investigators say he was caught with a large amount of cocaine hidden in this Cookie Monster doll.
1: Holy shit,
0: man! And what the is, F,
1: Florida man!
0: Yes, and this is, of course, a, a segment, Jade, that you do where you, uh, Give us a nice headline story from the great state of Florida here. And uh, what do you have this week uh, for What That Florida Man, Jay?
1: This week I have Wanted Man (laughs) gets caught by police while streaming Facebook Live. (laughs) You
0: know, this is actually a common thing now more and more. You see that, right, Ajay?
1: I do see that it's more and more common, and it does not make it more and more special.
0: No, it does not. It just
1: means it's common sense is not common, William. It's not. It's a fucking shame. Uh, If you're wanted and people are looking to arrest you (laughs) and go throw you in the clink, (laughs) don't stream Facebook Live showing them where you're at.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's probably not a good idea. It's probably not a good idea. They roll
1: up on you. They're on Facebook.
0: You You know what's so funny to me? I never understood those people who um, post on social media, these guys, and it's usually guys, it's, I, I, every once in a while. So Always okay. guys. But it's mo- guys. mainly guys, but they'll post like, a video.
1: Stupid.
0: They'll post a, a picture of their bed with two Glock 9s, a stack of cash, four bags of weed on it, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, do you want to get caught? please. Please arrest me. Arrest right.
1: me. I like yeah. Nick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scared straight. Yeah. Listen, I, I just don't get it, man. Or, and, or the guys that are with straight. the, or the guys that are, you know, talking around with the, you know, you know, with the guns and waving them around, like they're going to do some shit. And I like the know.
1: one that was tasing things. <laughs> <laughs> <James DeCocan>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. He, he obviously did not, uh, he did not go to class that day of science class to to remember that uh, metal is a conductor of energy, so uh, or electricity, I should say.
1: While <laughs> his sister was like making out with a boyfriend in the background, and they just watch him fall, and then they go back to kid. It's fucking awesome.
0: Wow. Only the in America.
1: Internet is awesome.
0: Only in America and only in Florida will you only get in Florida. Uh, will you get uh, caught mm-hmm. by police because you're live streaming on Facebook. Facebook wow. living, yeah stupid anyways enough of that you're welcome Thanks. america thank you thank you j4 that's There's a excellent. reason
1: why we are america's dick <laughs> you know what i
0: we are the melting pot of everything all the like trash people from all of the united states
1: every William trash is called person. gonorrhea yeah <laughs> gonorrhea. We,
0: it does and man i tell you what it's like from every person from every state every state all yep. the trash people yep. doesn't matter Every trash person for every state ends up here because either they're ready for the cops or they just want to get away from the snow. It's one of the two. Come
1: on y'all. We're pirates down here. I do.
0: (laughs) Well, Jay, um, that brings us to um, our main uh, interview tonight with Mr. Jim Schmidt. He's an author. Uh, He wrote a book called uh, the way of existence. Uh, It's a really interesting story. Uh, It's about, um, uh, it's a past life regression, Jay. Um, you know, uh, he had a past life regression with a actual, uh, hypnotist and, uh, he started getting all these tidbits of past lives and he was able to basically put them all together in a very interesting book, um, about, um, you know, something that he either witnessed or experienced in the past or the future. It's really kind of hard to tell. He does feel like most of his experiences are in the future. So, um, it's really, really mm interesting yeah and interesting uh, yeah i got to read the book it was really cool jay i'll actually pass it over to you if you're interested and yeah. uh yeah it was really cool it was a good read it was easy read um and you can pick up his book by the way at t-w-o-e books so that's t-w-o-e com. so make sure you go there <clears throat> check out his book he doesn't have uh, his book as an ebook he only has it as a physical book so you can only buy it there at his site it's 12 bucks 13 bucks it's really cheap it's it's you know what it's a great uh, it, value for yeah it's great so check it out uh so we'll get into our interview here with mr jim schmidt and we hope you enjoy hi this is john davis from the flat earth society at org, and you're listening to dark fringe radio Guy! Hey guys, uh, thanks for joining us on Dark Fringe Radio, and tonight we have a very special guest. Um, tonight we have an author by the name of Jim Schmidt, and he has uh, written a book by the name of The Way of Existence, a very fascinating tale about... Um, let's just say some past life regression and uh, pieces of a puzzle that he's kind of put together. But we'll kind of get into all that here in a second with Mr. Schmidt. But of course, we'd love to welcome here at the podcast. Jim, thanks so much for joining on the show.
2: Thank you, Will. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be on your show. Um, I've uh, looked at your shows and the episodes. Your material looks super exciting. I recently discovered your show. I'm looking forward to diving in and listening to all the episodes.
0: Well, I appreciate you as well. I mean, uh, you contacted me, we uh, contacted through Facebook. You talked about your book here that you've written the way of existence. You've actually sent me a copy, which I highly appreciate. And I've written, you know, I read the whole thing and it's a really fascinating tale. Um, what, what The the first thing that kind of grabbed me about this book, uh, Jim, is when I always look at a book and they say never to do this, but you judge a book by its cover. Right. But yep. I think that's a natural thing that everybody does. Right. Yep. And so, On this particular cover here you have a symbol and if you could tell me a little bit about the symbol i think this has some you know some significance to it as well
2: yep well i'm gonna write a series of of five books um it started out as one story but it Mm -hmm. didn't make sense for a few different reasons to to write one huge book and um i knew that you know i'm right now it, it looks like it's gonna be a series of five books And, um, you know, there's a few other reasons, but, you know, I thought it would help to just have one clearly visible symbol that people could see even from like a thumbnail or something to see, oh, there's that symbol. Mm -hmm. And they would know it's one of the books in the series. And what it represents is, um, it's a completely original symbol. I kind of made it up. It's meant to be kind of close to the mathematical symbol Mm -hmm. for a mathematical function. Mm-hmm. And what it represents is, um, well, I guess we'll just jump right into this. Uh, the way that most people, not everybody, I, mm-hmm. I'm really not talking about any new ideas here. they really old ideas that just kind mm-hmm. of seem in, in a different way than a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. But I, I would say most people in our what we call our modern world uh, view reality as a balance of equal and opposite, um, equal opposites, you know balance and counterbalance like light and dark uh, good and evil yin yang right In, yeah yin yang existence and non-existing mm-hmm. and all of those do you know those those are um there are those equal and opposites but mm-hmm. um it within uh they exist within a whole there is a mm-hmm. whole that contains all of that and um really the the you know the the story is true um they are my past life memories or you know, part of them mm-hmm. and um but the the idea that i'm trying to get it across one main idea here there'll be other ideas in in the following books but mm-hmm. in order for them to make sense we have to start at the beginning and right. uh we have to start looking at reality in in a, a different way okay mm-hmm. and Reality is not just good and evil, uh, light and dark. It's not equal and opposite counterbalances. Um, reality, if you want to talk about it um, the way I like to think about it as a mathematical function, because mm-hmm. uh, mathematics describes the universe, okay? It sure does. And yeah. the, the, the part of mathematics that describes reality just in, in the most basic terms is that mathematics would, be, uh, would say that reality is a function with a range from zero to one. Mm. Okay. So Mm. the lower limit uh, 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 I'm not sure if you ever took um, calculus. I'm I'm sure a lot of your listeners Mm -hmm. have. uh, So you and your, a lot of your listeners are probably familiar with the idea of limits. Okay. Right. Right. Um, Now, if you take that function to its lower limit, it's zero. And that's what I would call non-existence or not existing at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if you take that function to its upper limit, it would be one, and that's what I would call your existing, uh, something exists, we would say it's real. Mm-hmm. Um, what people, what, what I would say, what most people don't really understand is that everything that we are, our entire universe, we exist at varying levels in between those two limits. Right. Okay. So yeah, you see- described
0: it a lot in the book. I mean, that's an ongoing theme in the book. Um, yeah. You know, you describe, you know, the existence of certain things on a certain level of vibration and frequency, and you're right. not being able to see it because it's on a different level, and you're only existing on a certain level. So, yeah, please explain that a little more, if you could.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, again, this is this isn't a a, a new idea, mm-hmm. um, but. Uh, the way that we are, are, we're kind of limited in our, in our range of what we can perceive. Like um, we only see the seven colors of the rainbow and we know that there's ultraviolet beyond an infrared on the other end. We know there's things that we can't see. And it's the same thing. There are entire um, different um, what the Buddhists and Taoists call them realms. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are other um there there are complete other societies of beings, even um, in and around the earth that um, are going on all around us, have been for a very long time, are now, and will be for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And because our, uh, I like to think of it in terms of a radio, okay? Because our radio mm-hmm. can't tune in that radio station, we never hear it. So these other beings are just beyond our our range of frequencies that we can perceive. So there's all this stuff going on all around us um that we don't uh, that we have no idea even are even there. You know, we're yeah, looking
0: flipping- And I love that radio uh, you know uh, symbolism because it's it's yeah. absolutely right. You know, what you're saying is that you know we are on one level and these other beings are on a certain other level. So like say for instance on a on a radio if you put the dial to 100 and you flip it onto AM that's us. There's another side to it the FM that we don't hear, but it's still there. Even though we don't hear it, it's still in existence. So yeah, that's a fascinating way of looking at it. I've never you know, thought about looking at it that way.
2: Right, and there'll be other ideas, um, like I said, in, in the future books, but when, until we start looking in, at reality in that way, all of the other ideas in the following books just would seem like pure fantasy just right. kind of oh that's a nice fairy tale but you know <laughs> what's the point this is you know it doesn't make any sense but when you realize this is the way reality really is then all of this isn't you know if it, if people were to ask me if if my book is about religion i would say it's not religion it's not even yeah. philosophy i like to say it's applied physics right. this is really and um The Taoists and the Buddhists, and from what I understand, okay, I wouldn't say I'm an expert in the field or anything, they had um, what they call the six realms, okay? Mm -hmm. And they don't really teach the six realms, especially to Western culture, because a lot of people are opposed to the idea of reincarnation and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, you know, we're looking out to the stars, and and we should be, you know, we're asking, like, are we alone and stuff like that? And people don't realize there are other you know, societies of, of beings that we're completely right. unaware of that are around us right here on earth, you know, mm-hmm. they're just invisible to us.
0: Yeah. It, and it's so uh, important to that, you know, that you explain how the way you're explaining it, because I know in the book, you even, you even state to, in, to the readers in the book that it's so difficult to explain, but you try to do it as best as you possibly can. Um, right. And then, that's where again we're talking about the frequencies and levels again about what we're what you, what you're actually witnessing and, and seeing. So let's let's take a step back because we already jumped already into the rabbit hole pretty deep right there talking about all this stuff. Yep. Let's take a step back and let's talk about what got you to come up with this book. What what, what prompted all this? Now I know this is about past life regression and and yep. and this, but what prompted all this? What happened?
2: Oh, uh, we're gonna go back a ways here. Um... <laughs> <laughs> about uh, 25 years ago, about. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, um, I'm not sure if uh, you remember an old movie from, I think it's from the nineties called A Stir of Echoes.
0: Oh, absolutely. One of my favorites, uh, Kevin Bacon.
2: Okay. Yeah. Kevin Bacon.
0: Yeah,
2: um, He had kind of an odd experience where just kind of like he had these latent abilities and the just boom, something triggered him and they all flipped on. I had a similar experience where it was a series of um, life events, you know, nothing too terrible or tragic, just a series of stressful events that kind of happened um, in, you know, one after the other, and uh, my stress level was was pretty high, and um, I, I didn't feel really terrible or anything, but it just kind of was enough. That all of a sudden, um, all of these abilities were kind of turned on, and all of a sudden they were all at like eleven you know mm, wow and um, uh, this I talk about in great detail right now, I think it 's uh, planned to be book four is going to be this present life that i 'm living in right now, and i 'll talk about there's a period of uh, about two and a half years where I had these abilities turned on quite a bit and um um, interesting story. Um, I ended up finding a, a school of uh, ninjutsu that uh, <laughs> has an unbroken line of masters uh, for over a thousand years. And uh, I knew it was a school I was looking for because as soon as I walked in, um, I had been going to this school almost every night for a year in my dreams. So I walked wow. in and boom, it was it. And, um, While I was there, a lot of interesting things happened there, but Mm -hmm. um, my sensei's um, friend was um, a very talented um, Native American spiritualist, Mm -hmm. and she did a past life regression for me. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: during this time, I was having all kinds of uh, visions and uh, dreams and things that were constantly going on, and it was like a dream in that you even when I would see like a short clip of something it's kind of like if you have a dream about people that you know and you see the person and yeah, you know yeah. them and you know a lot about them and oh, even yeah. though it's you're only seeing a few seconds of a dream you know how they feel in that dream you know what just happened to them in that dream you know what they're gonna go do even though there's no reason for you to like really know that it was kind of like that so I was having constant dreams and visions for like two and a half years and I just got a lot of information downloaded. So, when I got um, to the past life regression, she pretty much just said everything you've been remembering is correct.
0: Hmm.
2: And then she moved on to say that um, she had a message for me from my guides that I am supposed to write books and leave them behind. And that wow. brings up another important point. You'll notice I don't have any ebooks. Mm-hmm. I'm just publishing paperbacks. And the reason for that is with ebooks, I mean, have I have yet to hear of anybody say, Hey, my uh, aunt passed away and left me your entire digital media collection. <laughs>
0: People just don't have yeah, it, it doesn't on. happen. Yeah, it doesn't they happen. don't.
2: And yeah. um, yeah. you know, let's say, you know, Will, you're a smart guy, who have a lot of information to share. Let's say you write a book. And a million people download it, but you know, right. and within 50 years, most of them pass away and it's gone. It really exists. Lost, right. you know. Yeah. You know. People laugh about, you know, the Mesopotamians uh, carving things onto stone tablets, but we still have those stone tablets 6,000 years later. We know what yeah, happened so in court cases, you know. Right, right. Um, so I'm just doing paperbacks. Um, and they're all printed on high quality paper, acid free. Mm-hmm. The idea is that they will be around long after I'm gone uh, because she's very specific mm-hmm. and saying that she actually said, I was supposed to be born later on,
1: mm-hmm. but
2: I volunteered to go first um, for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know why I did. I volunteered <laughs> to go ahead and write these books down and leave them right. behind. Uh, to make it easier for other people like me who came after me to adjust to being mm. here mm. Um, and, and other things too. And then hopefully, you know, help people who are here now. And and it's, I, I really want to try to, you know, help uh, these books, help people in whatever way they can, you know, I'm not. Yes. Yeah, sure. so,
0: so what I'm kind of understanding here is that, you know, you had this past life regression session with this, you know, a uh, very talented person mm-hmm. and, you know, she basically told, she validated everything that you thought, right? Pretty much mm-hmm. at that point. Um, so is that when you just started writing and you just figured out, you, look, you listen, this is when I got to start
2: doing? That's what I thought would happen. You would think, right? Right. That, Whoa, I better get on this. It seems pretty right. important. Um, I tried writing. It was terrible. Um, I couldn't think of anything to write. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my guides would be giving me nudges and hints. Um, and, and by the way, I, you know, lots of people have different abilities and people's abilities are different for everybody. And for me, they might be different on one day than they are the next. Okay. (laughs) So I rarely actually hear voices. Most of the time it's just gentle nudges. Actually, if I do hear a voice, it's probably like wow you guys actually well well, this is important what's going on okay this is a major thing yeah it's a gentle (laughs) nudge it's an idea that pops into my head it's like i'm pretty sure about something or this or that and if i keep getting it wrong then they just then they'll turn up the volume and let me know what what i've been missing yeah but um they actually had were kind of giving me gentle nudges and hints like not yet not yet um and actually there were about 15 years
1: mm-hmm.
2: after that where I eventually understood that um, I wasn't supposed to start writing it because I wasn't done experiencing what I was supposed to write about yeah. and I had uh, over the years I've been fortunate enough to have many talented spiritual teachers and one of them told me um, one thing she used to say is that you do your spiritual work in your 30s okay mm-hmm. so in my 30s um, I kind of went That is so th- true, though, for a lot of people, for a lot of yeah. people in the 30s. Yeah. So I, in my 30s, I went through this thing where kind of I would go through a phase where I'd focus on myself and do some self-development. And then I, I would kind of get like, um, I, I hate to use the word like homework assignment, because it's far more important than that. <laughs> um, I They'd point me to someone who I could help In one way or another, or something like that, and I would learn something from it too, and we would both grow, and I would move on, and um, you know, um, and eventually, by the time I turned 40, they were like, "Okay, um, you should start to think about writing now." And about five years after that, they got really serious and said, "Okay, you really need to get serious about writing these books now." So I got serious about writing it. And um, at first I started to write the story and I realized it was going to be a really big, long book. And it was going to take forever to write while I'm working a job and supporting myself and all that. So I broke Mm -hmm. it up into smaller books and um, you know, I I just finished it off. And um, like a lot of people, I lost my job because of COVID Mm -hmm. and I was off for a long time. Mm -hmm. And during that time, I actually was able to, um, Finish the book and um, do some self-editing here, and you know, I, of course, like all books, I still have some uh, you know typos and stuff to work out. Mm-hmm. And um, but they kind of—I um, I don't think it's coincidence that this book is being released now, because right. I actually finished the the first draft um, in late 2019. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, let's get this wrapped up and get this thing published, right? And that was right. before COVID hit. And still they were like, no, no, just just sit on it for a couple, just, you know, enjoy the holidays, relax. Right. I'm like, okay. And then the whole COVID thing started in like January, February, March and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a coincidence that the book is done now. I yeah. think that's when they wanted it to be done. And I think there's probably a number of reasons for that but i think one of them is this idea th- this book has ideas that are going to kind of if the the intended effect is to help people see the, uh, the universe and reality in in a in a slightly different way okay mm-hmm. yeah. and a lot of people when things are going good people just kind of kick back and they're like thanks i'm i'm good I'm not interested you know complacency you know yeah, uh, I'm I'm good the way I am now, but when things kind of go sideways, people kind of look around for you know, hey, this doesn't make sense. Maybe something else out there can help me make sense of this. And I think as the series of books go along, it it is going to help a lot of people make sense out of not just reality but what's going on in the world now. Mm -hmm. and um i'm not saying that obviously this is not one of those spiritual books where i'm just going to blow you know rainbows and sunshine at everybody and say it's all (laughs) it's all good it's all right right um but um you know for for the first part of the book uh the first three four books probably um i just want to help people look at reality in a slightly different way um, it's one of those things where for years I for the longest time I thought well this is the way everybody thinks about it and you know when I would talk to people yeah. they'd be like nope nope that's nope. not the way I see it right yeah
0: yeah it's definitely not a, a mainstream thought of you know stream of thought um, you know and I listen I subscribe to what you the way you think as well um, you know I do believe in past lives um, <clears throat> I think that's the whole reason why we have deja vu uh, you know when we go to certain places like what you said mm-hmm. when you you were at that place and you automatically knew that was the place. Well, you also were dreaming it at the same time. So that was right. even more validation at that point. But yeah, there's, there's explanations for all that. And I, th- you know, I totally believe uh, in past lives. And so this, these books obviously are a collection of memories that were brought out um, you know, through this past life regression. You were getting them through dreams. Is that correct? Because that's how you were getting these
2: messages back, right? Dreams and visions. Um, I got most of it in a two and a half year period okay um and a lot of it was visions while i was awake Mm. um during that time um i had a it it was a rough time man Mm. um i wouldn't sleep much um for say like six days out of the week Mm -hmm. i would um sleep like two hours a night or take maybe like uh a two hour nap and a one hour nap and a one hour nap. And that would be all sleep I would get for 24 hours. But, um, something really frequent is I would go lay down in bed and I would, you know, not be able to fall asleep and I would toss and turn. And eventually after about 20 minutes, I would roll over and I would just roll out of bed and I'd still be on the bed. Mm. So I'd be outside of my body and I would just go all kinds of different places and see all kinds of different things. Mm -hmm. And, um, after a few hours, I'd be like, oh, I got to go back to work. Uh, you know, it's time for me to get up and go to work. <laughs> yeah. um, and I would go back to my house, go back through a wall or a window, and I'd see my body on the bed and I'd go into my body. I'd just kind of go into it. And then without losing consciousness at all, I would feel and hear and like audibly hear a click. And then I would just open my eyes and go to work. Mm, wow. And all these strange things that I would see while I was outside my body, um, about a year later, in about a year into this, I found a book that um, kind of really was not. They said, "Too, this isn't a philosophy or religion book. Okay. We're just trying to see, say, if you went uh, around the astral plane like an explorer does in a jungle and just mm-hmm. documented things. This is what you would see." It was a little mm-hmm. book, and I went through it, and I was led to that book, and I was looking through it, and I was like, "Oh, this is." all the things I've been saying for the last year. And so I've read a lot of really good, interesting books. Um that some are only hundred years old, some thousand years old. Mm -hmm. And um they're tremendous philosophy books um and and things like that. But um a lot of them just sit on the shelves and collect dust in libraries. And honestly originally i was just going to write a book about these ideas about the universe reality and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and i thought if i just write a story about that it's just going to gather dust on shelves Mm -hmm. because more than anything else humans care about people and their relationships with other people Mm -hmm. so i thought hey i have this really interesting story uh my past life memories Mm -hmm. so I worked really hard. The reason it took five years is um, because I kind of worked on weaving all of these ideas into the story of, you know, my past lives. And um, a lot of books where people write about past lives and things like that or, or other realms and places like that, they kind of, it's like an information, uh, like a tourist guide like a pamphlet you know here's this place and this is what happens here and people come here to do this (laughs) fact 101 right yeah (laughs) right my book is actually about like here is where i was here's what happened um i met this person uh we had a family together these are our children and and you're actually in the story as the children are growing up and the different things that happened to us and the ideas i put them into conversations that we had um so these are actual, uh, and another thing too, um, p- some people thought this would just be, oh, a book about past life. So you like you lived in Scotland in the 1740s or something like that. Um, this actually focuses on um, um, a, a past life in one of the other um, six realms around the earth. So some people might say, um, I was a spirit or I was living in the fourth dimension or on the astral plane. Um, So actually I've talked to some people and um, I was talking to one person and she said, wow, you seem to know a lot about the six realms. Um, where'd you read that? Because there's very, very little written about them. And she mm-hmm. actually owns a spiritual bookstore, so she would know. Wow. And I said, um, I've read very little about them. I actually remember um, living lives in the other six realms, which is extremely rare, um, at least mm-hmm. in my experience. And that was one of the things too, during the, the 20 years when I wasn't writing I kind of said, you know, I don't have to write these books because there's other people like me out there, you know? Right. Yeah, you thought everybody was probably like that. Yeah. Yeah, So um, I spent 20 years finding the strangest people I could, going to talks and seminars and met lots of awesome people and learned a lot from them. And I hope I still learn a lot more, you know? Mm -hmm. And I realized how little I really know. But um, they would tell me their story and I would share mine. And, um, you know, every single time they said, wow, I've never heard a story like that. And uh, you definitely should write those books. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it was a good, a great idea to do so. And, you know, um, another, I guess, characters or a set of characters that uh, kind of shows up uh, at the beginning and then throughout the the book as well as these angelic beings that you really can't make out their faces, but they're like these, you know, balls of spiritual light. Talk to us about that. I mean, I find that so fascinating because I could kind of see
2: what you're talking about. <laughs> if that makes any well, sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. Angel is a very broad um, right. term. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many, many different kinds of beings. Um, and I forget which book it was. I was reading a book, um, and there was a gentleman talking about how there are pathways, kind of like shortcuts through the universe, mm-hmm. that angels will use and um you know geez like i said it's such a broad broad term um two types of what i would or what people would call angels would be um beings that were created immortal mm-hmm. and um they never passed through birth and life and death um right. and then what uh people would call ascended mortals people who mm-hmm. were mortal and they've now gone beyond um being a uh, mortal and it's not to say that they don't ever leave their bodies they will leave a body and um be given a different body when they go to a different planet for a different mission or something like that Mm -hmm. but this gentleman was talking about how he was um obviously he was a very spiritually advanced person and he would go um and meet some of these angelic beings from other parts of just our universe um Mm -hmm. and there's other universes besides ours and he would say that the he, he couldn't get into explaining them in that book. But the one thing he just said the, to keep in mind is that the, the words I always remember, the words he used was that they are unimaginably different from you and me. Right. Even beings from other parts of our universe. Um, you know, you see all kinds of shows about angels and aliens and stuff. And it gets kind of old because they're all the same and, and we're really limited in what we know about angels and aliens and stuff it's like that because beings from other parts of our own universe they're so different we cannot even begin to imagine what they're like um, but some of the beings that I've encountered um, like in the book I talk some of them are just kind of like balls of light that don't really talk and they're really nebulous and they don't really have like a clearly defined solid body. Mm -hmm. And others are just kind of like, you know, what a lot of people think of the stereotypical kind of like white light and flowing robes and stuff like that. Um, In the book, there's a couple that shine blue light. Um, And then there's another one that I encounter and uh, this one was an ascended mortal. And um, she has much more clearly defined features. And, um, uh, you know, I do hint that um, by looking at her, I can tell um, a lot about her, knowing that she is an ascended mortal, Mm -hmm. because um, a lot of the characteristics that you bring with you are kind of like a roadmap of your experiences before you became a mortal. Um, A lot of people um, look to spiritual things like this and kind of go, you know, hey, uh, things are rough down here. Uh, I want the easy way out, you know, Uh, (laughs) get me out of here. Right. And um, people kind of forget that we're kind of like we're in the gym right now. We're lifting the weights. We're going through the pain. And the result is the stronger, bigger muscles at the end, you know. Um, beings who have assorted uh, ascended from a mortal life that had challenges in it, um, they have different kinds of strengths that uh, beings who were created immortal never know.
0: Hmm.
2: Um, and that's a blessing that we're able to go through that, you know, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Listen, uh, it's just extraordinary to me that you were able to. Yeah, and I, this is a question that I have for you. I, how are you able to piece all this together? I mean, this must have been painstakingly, you know, uh, a horribly just, you know, hard thing to do to go back and just kind of figure all this out. How, you know, how did you do that? How were you able to do that? Um,
2: I had a very difficult time functioning mm. during that two and a half years. Right. Um. I had a part time job in a kitchen in a restaurant. I should have lost that job two or three times over. I had a great manager there <laughs> who um, was very understanding and he kind of cut me a couple breaks here and there. Yeah. Um, but really, to be able to put it together and You know, I, there's, there's too much to get into right now. Like I said, this will be book four is what (laughs) I have planned, but it didn't kind of just happen to me. I mean, there were hints and, and things like happening, but I did come to a point where I kind of let go. And I said, okay, whatever else my life would have been, I'm giving my life over to whatever it could be to go down this path. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, a lot of information came to me and there were things like, I've read that, um, if you, um, there are many ways to use your third eye
0: here
2: mm-hmm. and one of it. them is that you'll see things greatly magnified that would happen to me completely out of control. I mean, this was not like, a lot of people think, like, it would be cool to have these abilities, like a Swiss Army pocket knife, you can pull it out and use it whenever you want, and just put it away and go back to being you. Sure. But um, there was no in-between. It took over my life completely. Um, As far as relationships, friendships, even holding down a job, it was really, really difficult to hold anything together. Uh, I would walk to work, and... All I did was I would walk down about a block and a half, make a left turn and then walk straight for about a mile. Okay. Mm. And I was having a really rough day and I'm like, I got to go to work, made it down the block and a half, turned left. And that whole mile, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I could see street signs a mile away and I I could read them. And they were over a hill, over a hill. I was seeing over the hill a mile away. And um, I knew all I had to do was walk straight, mm-hmm. but I kept making turns and going in circles. And after eventually, I found a payphone because this was long enough ago that there were payphones. Mm-hmm. And I called my manager, and I'm very lucky, I got this guy. I'm like, hey man, I'm having a really rough night. If I came in, I don't think I'd be much good to you anyway. He's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll just mark you down as you're calling in sick. Uh, take it easy. And it took me a while. I I know where I was. I was only about four or five blocks from home. It took me a while to get home from there. Later on, I found a book that said um, another thing, if you are using this third eye is that you can see um, things very far away as if they were very up close, you can see around corners, over hills, stuff like that. It also says that things that look, straight that should be straight will look curved mm. i didn't know any of this i didn't know how to handle it um so i was just you know i was mm. like my mind was kind of very very open very mm. open i was mm. getting a lot of information right and even then um i just kind of put it together because a lot of people will have dreams and they'll be like kind of i don't know what they need but i had like so many of them for so long constantly Mm -hmm. that eventually it became a very 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 long story and it was really something that i used to say to people who would try to talk to me during that time and say you know what's going on why don't you feel good what's going on Mm -hmm. and one way i would put it is that my consciousness is bleeding forward and backward in time a very very long time now I'm terrible. I would be a terrible psychic because most of the time when people go to a psychic, you know, I slap down their 40 bucks or whatever. And they're like, <laughs> tell me about, am I going to get this job that I want? Does he right. like me or does she like me? And, um, right. you know, am I going to win the lottery? You know, and all that yeah, stuff yeah. is in, uh, in the next week, you know, like, I want mm-hmm. all that to happen next week. So it going to happen or not? And I want to talk right. to my grandma who passed away. Right. Um, I'm terrible at things that are really close like that but things a million years in the past or hundred thousand years in the future or you know I'll get visions about someone I meet about you know their next life or two lives from now the next couple lives you know I can I've met people where I said well you're going to have a you know, you're going to go through this period of being a spirit, then you're going to be reincarnated on another planet, and you're going to have this kind of body, and I describe their face to them in great detail, and then you're going to have a family there, and then uh, after that, you're going to go through being a spirit again for a while, and then you're going to be a guide on a planet, and you're actually going to not be born, but you're going to descend um, as a spirit, and you're going to help people on that planet uh, get along with each other and stuff like that. That great. But, you know, are you going to win the lottery next week? And no, no, idea. I got nothing for you.
0: And you, you actually explain a lot of that in the book about how, um, you know, humans do that. You know, when you know we pass on, you know, we either ascend or descend and we either do certain things or, you know, go this way or go that way. And I, I think it's a great way of explaining about what happens to us after we die. Um, you know, it's uh-huh. and that's the age old question that, you know, that's always been, you know, that we've always asked ourselves, you know, where are we, who are we, where do we come from? What happens after we die? You know what I mean? Those are the three main questions we usually yeah. always have.
2: If somebody asked me what happens after you die, I would say what happens after you're born? I mean, there's so many different things that could happen. There's so many ways to pass. I mean, um, in my, I think it was in my twenties, my guide spent a few months working with me about all the different showing me all the different, or not all, but many, many different ways that people can pass from this life. Mm. Um, there's just so many different ways that it's, you can't imagine them all and what happens after that kind of rather than focus on that kind of one of the main points in this book is a lot of what happens is up to you, It's up um, to you. Right. make your, make a choice. But the thing is, A lot of people are being tricked into not making a choice at all. And if you don't make a choice, the default decision is that you don't go on. You just Mm -hmm. kind of go back to zero and your energy is just kind of given back to the universe. And Mm -hmm. um, there's nothing wrong with making that choice if that's your choice. But there's so much more out there to learn and see. And you don't have to make your final decision now. Uh, you can change your mind, you have longer than you can possibly imagine right now to change your mind along the way, but you have to choose to begin now. Mm. Um, that's again, kind of one of the main points I try to hit home over and over again in this book is because right now, people of the world we live in are like, Well, show me proof, I want proof of the afterlife. Um, well, there is no proof, um, and Another big thing I, I try to you know, hit home again and again in this book is that our science is showing us this. Um, when scientists do wave or particle experiments, they're showing that the experimenter is finding whichever one they expect to find. If they expect to find a wave, they find a wave. If they expect to find a particle, they find particle. Not only that, they can run the experiment and then the experimenter, the observer who goes and looks at the experiment, they don't make up their mind for a week, which mm. they want to find. And they find whatever they expect to find. So they're showing, again, you can't call a proof, but we have repeatable scientific evidence that consciousness affects a physical event that happens a week in the past. So that mm. consciousness is transcending not just space, but actually actual time even backwards in time um to affect the physical universe so that's the kind of power that human consciousness has and um uh, you know i'm just trying to say that uh it's a very it's kind of a a trick question that we're not being given this information We're, we're not being given the information that we have this choice to make you know and that's kind of one of the big things I'm saying is the people choose to begin, choose to begin. You can change your mind later on. If you want choose to begin mm-hmm. learning. Uh, to, it's
0: like, we're asking the wrong question. That's basically what we're doing. You're right. asking
2: you exactly. Another yeah. thing I mentioned in a book too, people um, you know, people pray, but when we pray, when we do bother to pray, what are we praying for? I'm sick. I need mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. I need something. Help me. You know? Right. Right. Um, and I say one of the things that we should be praying for is um, should I choose to begin my eternal existence or not? And the answer, people say, well, when you pray you don't get answers to your prayers. And, you know, I'm saying the answer to this prayer is all around us 24-7. You know, just... um, yesterday I got up uh, to go to work and I get up kind of early to go to work. Um, and it was just before sunrise. I go outside there's a still morning, the moon was out, there's a planet next to it, and the sun is just starting to come up. I'm like, man, this is so beautiful. Those are like little hints, little previews. Um, you know, people talk about how surfing you could get in touch with the universe. I absolutely believe that that's another way that the universe is giving us previews of, well, you know, here's a preview of, you know, what is out there, the, the beauty of a sunset, you know, um, uh, these, these are all pre- previews of, of what's out there if we choose to begin, you know?
0: Yeah, of course. Just like what the title of the book says, the way of existence. So right. going back to the title, it makes perfect sense. Right. It brings it back full circle. And it, I mean, it really just a wonderful book, Jim. I mean, you've done, you've really outdone yourself. Um, I really can't wait for all the other books to start coming out. What, what are you planning to start releasing those, those, those other projects?
2: Well, the five years was to really... Um, outline the entire thing mm-hmm. and then really focus on the first part, the first book, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. So the other five books are outlined. Um, I have a lot of notes for them. They mm-hmm. won't take nearly as long to write the rest. Um, right. However, um, I have my challenges like everybody else. I have to work mm-hmm. a job and uh, nice. support myself. And this writing process isn't just kind of like park your butt in front of your computer and start typing words. Yeah. Um, this first book, the best writing I have done was, um, uh, people laugh about this, but I will watch hours of cat videos to clear <laughs> my mind. It kind of, no,
0: that's a good clear. Yeah. That's it, a good it one. It
2: exhausts the part of your brain that gets in the way, you no. know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I do my best writing like between two and 4am, mm-hmm. um, uh, because I'm not just pounding down the words I'm sp- still like connecting when i write these books i'm still connecting and i work with guides and they're like "Mm," i'm like should i write that and you know my guides will give me nudges no don't say it like that say it like this um and stuff like that and it's it's a challenge because i'm trying to reach as many people as i can Mm -hmm. uh while still preserving the message the integrity of the message and things like that right but um it shouldn't be that long um right now i'm the last A few months, I've really just been focusing on promoting this first book. Absolutely, and um, getting some uh, hopefully some sales going. I hope some people are interested in the book, and um, that'll provide me with some. uh, The the, the interest will provide me with some motivation and reason to really focus and uh, get the other books done. But um, I expect them to be nice, like this one nice, short, fast, easy read, Um, and it shouldn't really take that long. I. I'm going to say within a year, I want to have mm-hmm. the second book done. That's for wonderful. sure. Yeah. 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 And then um, within a year for every book after that, hopefully mm-hmm. they'll go faster after that.
0: That's awesome. Listen, I hope so, because I, after reading this one, I'm literally looking forward to the next one. We definitely have to have you come back on and talk about the next one, but um, you know, just a fascinating tale, uh, a fascinating collection of your past life memories. Um, you go into such great detail. Um, especially at the beginning of the book uh, where you're, you know, you know, this exodus from this planet, you're going on to another one and, you know, all the things that you, you're starting to witness and see and how mm-hmm. you're describing it. It's just amazing. I mean, it definitely is a different way of looking at, um, you know, uh, the world and, you know, what happens to us after we pass on and, and uh, you know, the universe and how it all works. And, and just, again, I implore everybody to go check out uh, Jim's book. Jim, where can everybody find that on your website?
2: Um, I am just selling paper books on my website right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the website is www.twoebooks.com. That's uh, for the way of existence. I'm not going to make you type it all out. It's just <laughs> twoebooks.com. That's books plural with an S on the end. Okay.
0: Perfect. Yeah. We'll have that there at the bottom. So everybody can check it out and we'll have links to that on the uh, the show description and stuff like that right. as well. So um, yeah, Jim, listen, um, anything else to add up about this book and anything else you want to add as well?
2: Um, right now, my website is just set up for shipping in the U S and Canada. Okay. Um, if you are outside of the U S or Canada, you can leave me a message. Um, I can ship a book to you right now. Mail to most countries is running about $25 Right. Um, of course, there are some challenges with international shipping and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I thank everyone for their patience. Again, a reminder, I am doing the paperback books only. Um, I could actually make more money if I did ebooks and you know, people all over the world could download it really easily. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that these books will be around long after I am. And if you buy one of these books, I hope you read it and then pass it on to someone else. I hope um, these books are being passed on person to person for long, long after I'm gone.
0: I'm a big book passer honor. Uh, I love doing that. To me, that's just right. like passing on information. I, I'm a big advocate of that. People give me books all the time. I'm lucky enough to you know, have a lot of people do that. And so I totally believe that. And I totally get what you're saying. A book is going to last forever. You know, those uh, those ebooks will not. So, um, you know, I totally get it. Listen, Jim, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, for coming on dark fringe radio, talking about, of course, the way of existence, uh, your book, please, everyone, make sure you go ahead and check that out. Purchase the book. It'd be great. The holiday gift. If done for the new year, uh, make sure you go ahead and check that out and check out Jim's book. We really do appreciate it, Jim. Uh, thank you so much for coming on dark fringe radio.
2: Thanks for having me. I can't wait to come back for book two.
0: Absolutely. My friend, thank you again so much. And we'll have you again next time. Okay. Thanks. Have a good night. All right. You too. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks uh, for joining us back here. And we hope you enjoyed that interview with author Mr. Jim Schmidt and uh, his book, The Way of Existence. Make sure you please pick that up um, on his site, which is uh, T-W-O-E books.com. So that's T-W-O-E books.com. Great read. You won't be disappointed. Um, and he has a lot more. This this uh, this novel's not over, Jay. There's a lot more to come. Uh, he has about three other books uh, in the uh in the, uh, the halls waiting uh, to be released. The pipeline. So, uh, the pipeline. So we, uh, we, once he has that coming out, we'll have him back on the show to more, you know promote his stuff as well. So before we say goodnight, Jay, we have one last segment, and uh, that's What to Watch. And, uh, of course, Jay, that's where you give us a uh, nice suggestion of something that you've watched uh, recently, whether it's a movie, TV show. And uh, so what do you have for us this week for What to Watch?
1: Well, I think, William... I think I've already given us a what not to watch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: But my what to watch, I was actually watching it as I was preparing for tonight. Um, Mm -hmm. There was a show I was was really hoping to get into. And I started with that, and I couldn't. uh, On Netflix, uh, there's a new anime, and it's about Wolverine, which is my all-time favorite uh, superhero. I actually have him tattooed on my arm. He's my favorite. Has been since I was a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm all things Wolverine. Uh, I couldn't I could I couldn't get into this this show because it was terrible. So as I'm clicking around, I come across uh, a documentary called the batter the battered bastards of baseball. Okay. It's about the Portland Mavericks. Okay. The Portland Mavericks were an independent baseball team that actually had a lot of professional baseball teams pissed off at them because mm. they were playing just such good football and all there were a bunch of outcasts. And it was all started by Kurt Russell's dad, Bing Russell, mm. who apparently was a baseball savant uh, who also played the sheriff on Bonanza.
0: Bonanza, an yeah. So that goes to show you how far his... his... You know, Westerns go in that family, no? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, Westerns in baseball.
0: Yeah. And then he does Tombstone, when you know, at the height of his career.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. So
1: it was unbelievable. You know, and he, they show how it came to be, and they show how his dad just, uh, he built this thing, uh, Mm -hmm. and he didn't have anybody to answer to. And he had such a, a devil may care, I don't give a fuck attitude. Uh, you could not love him.
0: <laughs> yeah. And yeah. The,
1: what he does for this team, I mean, it's it's such an unbelievable story. And even though it was only like a short window in the late seventies that this happened, I mean, fact that it happened at all. I mean, this guy won a GM, a uh, GM of the year, his first yeah. year out. Yeah. And he wasn't represented by anybody. It was just him. It, it's amazing. You
0: know, yeah.
1: It's crazy. So it's on Netflix called The Battered Bastards of Baseball. Hmm. And it's a real interesting look at professional baseball, what it is, what it was, and what it should be. What it should be.
0: Well, interesting, Jay. And uh, we definitely will check that out on Netflix. Uh, And thank you for the suggestion. i like to throw one in there as well, Jay. It's kind of an unorthodox uh, Christmas movie, but it's called Fat Man. And it just came out uh, earlier this year. It's with Mel Gibson, believe it or not. And he plays Santa, uh, but it's a different okay. kind of tale. He's uh, he's Santa, but he's not like Santa what you think. He's like contracted by the government to be Santa. And Gosh. anyways, this kid ends up getting a lump of coal from him and sends out okay. a hitman to kill Santa. So there you go. Nice. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that.
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. That so sounds check-
1: just crazy enough to be good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is actually. It's not bad at all. So, uh, Fat Man, check it out. Um, but uh, okay. Jay, thanks so much. Yes. Uh, Thanks so much for what to watch and uh, of course that brings us to the outro. We want to thank everybody for tuning in to Dark Fringe Radio. Uh, This is a brand new year, uh, a brand new look for the podcast. We're going to have new segments coming out here in the next couple weeks. Uh, New uh, guests coming on the podcast as well. Exciting guests so we hope Uh, You guys enjoy all the new content that we have coming out here in the future. Of course you can follow us on social media again, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at dark fringe radio. So make sure you go there and check us out. Of course, always on our website, darkfringeradio.wordpress.com is where you can go listen to all our shows. So please make sure you do that. And also YouTube, all this stuff is on YouTube. Now you guys should be enjoying all this video goodness that we're giving you. I mean, geez, look, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm getting Jay to come on this video here I'm prying him out of his life. He's he's a busy guy. He's a bit. I'm a busy guy. We're busy men. We're busy so, motherfuckers. Exactly right. So we hope you guys enjoy it. Check us out on YouTube as well. Subscribe to our, our channel and uh, like all our stuff. We really appreciate it. And that's it. So uh, we hope you enjoyed that interview with uh, author Jim Schmidt. And uh, we'll see you again next week on a new and brand new wonderful episode of Dark Fringe Radio. Thanks so much. We'll see you then.
2: Thank you for listening to Dark Fringe Radio recorded in the Mephistopheles Studios. Any correspondence can be sent to thedarkfringe
1: at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.